Broadcasting live around the globe from San Antonio, deep in the heart of Texas. This is Paranormal Analytical. I'm your host, Eddie Hill, and I will be presenting reports and evidence of some of the most astonishing paranormal claims. I'm joined by my co-host, Renee Rodriguez, and our director and producer, Miguel Cantu, who'll be monitoring the chat room and phone line. We have a fantastic show for you tonight that will open your minds to the infinite possibilities to explain our universe. Get comfortable and prepare yourself for the best paranormal show in the world. This is Paranormal Analytical. Welcome, everybody. My name is Eddie Hill, and this is Paranormal Analytical. Broadcasting live around the globe. And we are going live with you guys tonight. we got a great show set up for you. But first, I'd like to introduce to you Renee Rodriguez, my co-host. Yeah, wait a minute. We didn't hear you. Try again, Renee. Howdy, y'all. There we are. Okay. <laughs> we got Renee Rodriguez. We also have uh, another special co-host that we have tonight. We have Dylan Holiday. Hello, everyone. And as our special guest, we have Robert Emerson. Now, Robert has been involved with hypnosis and past life regression. Also, he's been helping people involved with uh, abductions to recall some of their memories. And uh, we'd like to give him a special welcome. He's been doing this for over 40 years. Uh, Robert, say hi to everybody, man. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. I'm glad to be here. All right, man. So we've got everybody set up and ready to go. So tell us a little bit about your past, Robert. Tell us a little bit about what you do, what you did. What got you involved into hypnosis? What got you involved in the past life regression and also helping people to remember about their UFO encounters? Yeah, well, it, it started for me. I, I grew up in a little town called Middleton, Massachusetts, uh, really a cow town. Uh, farms, a lot of farmland, cow pastures. But this little town, for some reason, in the 60s and 70s, had a lot of UFO activity. And, um, I mean, my, my father and sister saw one right across the street from our house. And my dad worked for the post office, you know. So, I mean, just he was a regular guy. My, my mother was coming home with groceries 
at a different time and saw one in a cow pasture on our street with uh, five entities standing around it. But nobody talked about it. Uh, back in the 60s, nobody really talked about paranormal stuff. Um, so I didn't find out for years later that they had all seen these things. But uh, I got started in hypnosis because a friend of mine in the 70s um, regressed me into a previous life. And uh, it was really quite an amazing experience because uh, during that experience, I was on a ship that was sailing into New Guinea. And uh, I guess we were slave traders out of New Orleans. And um, it was a pretty good sized boat. And uh, I saw a woman there with red hair. And when I came out of that regression, I had the pain of loss in my stomach for three days. So I, it made me realize there's a lot more to it, that there's something going on here. And it, it got me interested in the hypnosis. So I started studying that and working with people, regressing them into previous lives. And um, because of my UFO background, I, I was abducted in Vermont with a friend of mine and lost about an hour and a half of time. Um, it, your reputation gets in front of you, and, and uh, people just started coming to me who had UFO experiences or people that wanted to be regressed into previous lives. So I, I, at the same time, I owned a factory with about 45 employees a manufacturing place. So I did this on the side, but it got pretty busy. So, so when all of it started taking place, I mean, and you started doing this past life regression, I mean, is this something that you felt was real right off the bat or did it take a while to kind of get used to the idea that this is something that is real? Well, when I had that experience myself, see, you really need to experience this stuff to, to, to really understand it. And when I had that experience where I, where I came out of it, uh, and I only did it because the guy was a friend of mine that, that did it for me, and uh, I didn't believe in anything at, at that point. But when I felt that pain and loss in my stomach, I, I knew something was up that, you know, there was, there was something here. I realized, you know, when we were brought up in school, we were taught mathematics and science, but this whole thing with the mind was left out. And, uh, through, I mean, I've done thousands of these things over the years and just amazing situations, you know, where people really experience stuff and it can, uh, in fact, I'm going to tell you something. This is very, very funny. Now, my father has passed away, and um, God bless his soul. But he didn't know what I was doing. You know, he, he didn't know what this was. And he had a friend that was a deacon in some church. And so he called me up, and he said his friend, no, I don't know what's going on with his friend. And he said his friend wants to be regressed into a previous life. So I said, okay, you know, I'll come over. So I go over, and um, he's an older guy, nice guy and everything. And so I took him into a previous life, and the poor guy 
he had a daughter in that lifetime that was uh, very, very handicapped. I, I never really quite got to what it was, but he was almost bawling for almost an hour. Tears are running down his face. I mean, the guy was in such pain as we went through this lifetime with this paralyzed daughter. He really loved her. And, I mean, he, he, he was suffering. So what I do at the end of a regression is I make sure that everybody remembers everything, every feeling, every thought, every detail, uh, for it to have value to them. Well, about a month later, my father calls me up and he says it was a setup. The guy thought he was going to get the devil out of me, you know. So, I mean, I didn't know that. What, are you, what do I know, right? So I just went there. I figured he wanted to, to try it. So you never know what's going to happen or why, you know. I mean, here's a guy that, that thought he was going to turn me to whatever. He thought he was going to pull one having, over on he you. He has this spectacular, spectacular regression. Yeah, and he thought he was going to pull one over on you at the time. And uh, Yeah, he thought he, yep. Yep, and, and you kind of turned that around on him pretty quick, didn't you? Well, I didn't know it. I just, I mean, I did an honest regression. Right, right, but and, I mean... It turned it, I mean, it was, the joke was on him. He was the one with egg on his face by the time it was all over. Oh, man, that guy suffered. Let me tell you. And he, believe me, when I'm done, you remember everything very clearly. Let me ask you something. Did he change? Did he change anyway? Well, I never saw him again. See, most people I work with, I I don't see them again. I see them one time, and, you know, they go skipping off in life. And I, what I'll do, for instance, is I, I will ask their subconscious mind, to take them to a lifetime that has directly affected the one they're in now in some way. And then I'll ask them while, while they're there, um, what lesson did you learn in that lifetime that is helping you in your present one? So, I, you know, I, I try to help them get as much out of it as possible. But um, in, the, in that particular case, it, I mean, it was really kind of funny, I mean, because he was such a dramatic one, you know, and, and I, uh, I didn't know. What do I know? I left afterwards feeling like, geez, the poor guy he had to go through that lifetime. You know, he loved that, that daughter so much. But um, you never know. Well, you know? Let, let, me, let me ask you a question, Robert. What was the most fascinating regression that you have done to date? The one that sticks with you the most, the one that you'll never forget. Well, I, well, outside of the one that I had, I had a couple of them actually. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I've done so many of them that I mean, you know, for example, I mean, how how can you pick one from another? There was one guy that came to me that. Uh, had a, fe- a fear of sirens. And so whenever anybody came to me with a fear of anything, I, I know either we're going to go back to their childhood or it's going to skip a beat and, and go into a previous life. So when I took him back, um, I asked his subconscious to take us to the, the point where this fear began. And could have been when he was five years old, but it wasn't. It was a previous life. And he was in a building that was on fire. 
and uh, it was burning, and he didn't make it out. And the last thing he heard, naturally, was sirens, was fire trucks coming. This wasn't a lifetime that was centuries ago. This was probably, it might have been his last lifetime, for all I know. But it's hard to pick one out from another one. I mean, I, I regressed somebody into a previous life that wasn't on this planet because I directed their subconscious, you know, to take us to a lifetime that wasn't on Earth. And, you know, next thing you know, they, you know they've got this scaly type, a, a rougher body, a rougher body, a rougher skinned body. And um, we didn't stay there too long. But I, I, I took somebody into the future, uh, you know, just to see what, you know, to see if I could do it. And, um, and, and you can. And uh, one of the things that she told me was, and this was back in the, God, I don't know, the 80s maybe. She was telling me that all the cars were smaller and they were all bright colors. And like they are today, they're all smaller and bright colors. And uh, so I don't know. Uh, um, if I think about it, there's, there's just been so many situations. Um, this one woman I worked with just recently, she um, couldn't take gunfire. Just couldn't handle it. And all her life, if she was watching a movie and a lot of gunfire in the, on the TV or at a movie, she'd leave. So I asked her subconscious to take her back to what was the beginning of that. And this was just a couple of weeks ago. She was in the English Army. I mean, you know, old England. And uh, fighting the French somewhere. And she got wounded and bled out. And, you know, it's pretty loud. Those, those, you know, you know, I'm a, a, a Purple Heart Combat Vietnam veteran, and I've been in firefights. So believe me, they are loud. It's like a jet at treetop level. So, of course, back in those days, everybody's lining up on each side and cannon are going off and rifles. So she couldn't, she died on that battlefield. But it affected her in this lifetime that she couldn't handle hearing gunfire. So, I mean, I'm doing it even, you know, even now. I'm doing this, you know, so Let, I've, I've uh, got a couple of questions I want to ask you real quick, and I'm sure that these are going to be questions that everybody has. How is it that we know when we do one of these past life regressions, when we go back and we go back to another time, another world, how do we know that it's not just our mind that's making this up the whole time that we're under the hypnotic suggestion? Yeah. Well, what I found was if, that uh, one thing is uh, a girl I regressed went back to a small town in the south during the Civil War. And uh, she was, I was up from uh, Salem, Mass, is where I lived, and she was from that area. And afterwards, I, 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 I looked it up, and this little town existed. But uh, when you, when somebody regresses into a previous life, it's all period. Everything is of that time. It's not like they're walking down a street. Let's say it's the 1600s. They're walking down a dirt road. There's no telephone poles. There's no planes that fly by. There are no cars. There's some horses. Um, everything is of the time. And you couldn't possibly imagine 
everything as you look around you now i mean how can you, <laughs> you couldn't imagine everything that's there just imagine it what would it be in 1620 if you were living in some castle or some wooden structure what would be in there and you well, and, you know, the, and suddenly reason, it's just all there well the reason i'm asking this is because there's you know, I do a lot of writing on scripts and stuff like that for movies and, and different things. And I'm able to pull all kinds of thoughts out of my head as far as what things might look like, what things might be, you know, and tell a pretty convincing story, you know, writing just off the top of my head without doing a whole lot of research on any particular subject, depending on what the movie's on. So this is why I'm saying... I. You know, it as much if if you took me back in time and I came up with some story of what I did before, you know, I would want to believe it. I really would. But knowing my imagination and what I'm able to do, I just don't know if I could. But I would want okay. to. You know what I mean? I know, but you know something? You know something? Right now you're using your analytical mind. You're not using your emotions. You know, this is paranormal analytical. <laughs> You get emotionally involved, man. Right. You're using your analytical mind right now, see? Right, right. Which, which, and I'm sure you're a good writer, but the purpose of me taking you into a previous life isn't just to experience that life. It's to learn something. Exactly. You're going to come out of it. You're going to come out of that experience with an experience. And see, and that's what I would like is to have that experience, to be able yes. to actually see what what it was that I was doing before, what area, what time. And not only that, but how far back have you taken somebody? I mean, what's the furthest back? How many lives back? Atlantis, Egypt, um, um, yeah, generally, uh, I think Atlantis was the, was was the furthest back that we went because, see, I don't. I just suggest to the subconscious mind, I, first thing you do is, is you put them basically in like a hypnotic state of a type. It doesn't have to be a deep one. And you lay the conscious mind aside a little bit. Because you know, the ego and the conscious mind, like right now, the, your analytical part of you is your conscious mind. I want to get rid of that. Because I want to open up your feelings, your heart, your emotions. I want you to feel something. I want you to come out of it. Um, you know, maybe with a few tears in your eyes. And uh, so uh, the subconscious mind takes me toward, to whatever that person needs. I, I had a woman that I worked with that uh, she, the subconscious told me she was going to come to me once a week and that for about a month or two, she would be going back to a pre well, a month and a half. She'd be going back to a previous life each week that she had to experience. Now, she she had no idea about that, neither did I, but that's what I was to asked to do, and I didn't mind doing it. So your subconscious will, is really in charge, and, and and your subconscious is your best friend. It You know, your dreams come to you from your subconscious, and I know, I know a lot about dreams. Um, one of the things I can do when someone's in a hypnotic state is uh, they can interpret their dreams. I'll have somebody sit down and watch a movie screen, and then I'll have I'll bring in one of their spiritual guides to sit next to them. And while and what's on the screen was the dream they had the night before. 
And the spiritual guide will break down all the symbology of what the dream was so they get the message. Because within a dream is a problem that you're having and within the dream is the solution. So the subconscious mind is really a doorway to a lot of different things. And you're a composite of everything you've ever been. So, I mean, you may have had thousands of lifetimes, you know what I mean? I could spend years just going through you. But it, if anything from your question, is, is your, it, it, it's important to understand the emotional impact of have, going into a previous life. It's not just seeing something, it's feeling it. It's knowing it. It touches you. It's an experience. It's not like watching a, a, a good movie. That, that may touch you in the moment, but when you go into a previous life, you never forget it. You don't forget that. What do you, what do you mean by uh, spiritual guides? Okay, well, all of us have, you, might, you could probably call it your spiritual guides, your angels, you could call it your higher self, a part of yourself that manifests in your mind as a person. It could be a relative that's passed away. Um, but I think uh, most people that are listening to this probably have heard of it. Edgar Casey, a lot, a lot of people have. And he was a transmedium. Now, basically what he would do, he had the easy job. He'd just go to sleep. And this higher level of knowledge and wisdom would take over his vocal cords and give people readings, medical readings, um, whatever their questions might be. So there's, there's life in another dimension, um, not just three. When you're in the dream state, you're actually in the fourth dimension. So I think a lot of people, you know, somebody will pass away and and they'll see them in their bedroom that night and, and they'll kind of be giving them the the impression that I'm, I'm okay. Yeah. So there is life that exists that's not just of the physical and I've left my body so I was being operated on once and I left my body <laughs> saw myself laying there you know so I know that we're just the driver of the car we're not the car you know now, so you have guides I mean you have we have we all have them um, um, many people have had experiences where they'll have a dream and somebody will come to them in the middle of that dream and, and really have a talk to them you know and you, I used to teach people how to get in touch with them. It's very easy to do. Uh, but most people just don't know the path to get there. And I show them a very easy path, a very easy pathway uh, through meditation. Um, let's just say, for example, I'll tell them to go. I think we lost them. And... When they get there, somebody will be there waiting for them. Of course, you know, I've got them in a deep meditation. When they get there, there is. And then I say, I tell them, ask that individual if they'll meet you by this river whenever you come here. And generally, almost all the time, they say yes. 
Now they don't need me. See, the point is I don't want someone to need me. So now on their own, two weeks later, they can before when they're laying in their bed, they can get down by that river and there that person will be. That person can take them into a previous life or simply talk with them about problems or issues that they're having. I mean, all this stuff is, is commonly done and known in different parts of the world. Um, the Western world is, is a little behind uh, things on that. We're taught to use our conscious minds. And, and uh, just mind is why we have all our problems. You know, the conscious mind gets us in more trouble, you know. Well, but, uh, hey, Dylan, you're sitting there kind of quiet. I want, kind of want a younger person's perspective on this. I mean, he's the youngest one here, and uh, yep. I want your ideas on everything that he's talking about from your generation. Well, I think I think he's, he's honestly, you know, I completely agree about, um, you know, in the Western world, you know, we really use an analytical mind everything you know that we're taught told everything that we're told about about abduction about aliens about all these different things we try to rationalize you know we were talking about it um on the pre-show you know when we first got all together that you know you really you hear these stories and all the stories line up but for whatever reason people don't want to believe it and i think that he's right about People are just using that analytical mind. They're not opening up. Right. And so do you think that people are not wanting to believe because society right now is very analytical as far as, you know, what they see, feel, touch, hear? Exactly. Know? Exactly. I think that while, while there in some cases is, you know, all the stories are the same, there's still not always that hard evidence that, that people can take away. You know, it's not something that someone can feel and touch. It helps to have the experience. See, there's always the fear of the unknown. Like a lot of people, they're afraid when they get hypnotized that bad stuff is going to come out. They're going to find out all this bad stuff about themselves. And I tell them, you're actually going to find out a lot of good stuff. You know, so there's fear of the unknown. And it's very, very important to have the experience. I mean, I, I wish I was down there with you guys in San Antonio, you know, because I'd, I'd, be, I'd be taking you back there, you know, to take you back to a previous life, let you experience it. Then you make up your, your own mind afterwards. You know, it, it's not like it's for sale. It's something that you experience, and then you decide, what did I just experience? And, 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 and you think about it emotionally. And, and you analyze, but, but you think about it from a, a number of different angles, not just the point of view of what you think it might be, because now you've done it. Now yeah. it's like, I mean, when I, when I got abducted by a UFO, trust me, man, that I, that's my truth. And I don't care if people believe in them. I don't care if they don't believe in them, because no one can take that experience from me. I mean, you guys must have stepped on a nail at some point in your life, right? And then some. You know what that, you know what that is, right? Can mm -hmm. someone tell you what it is? Hell no. You got to step on the board with your other foot and pull it out. 
Yeah, I couldn't, re- I, I couldn't figure out for the life of me why I couldn't get my shoe off. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, that's that's see the thing is to experience it. So what what I was what I've done over the years is helped people to have these experiences, and then they let them decide what they're going to do with it from there. I mean, this is their life, their path. Uh, see, you know, it's up to them. They can drop the ball, or or they can pick it up. Um, but um, I'm just a door opener. I'll open the door, you walk in, and uh, I know I've helped a lot of people. You know, most of them I, I only see once. And uh, even people, I help people stop smoking, I just see them once. And uh, um, so I never see them again. Uh, although every once in a while, I bump into someone. And uh, one woman told me, she said, because uh, I introduced her to her spiritual guides and showed her how to get to them. And uh, she told me I saved her life. So, that was, see, you don't get feedback. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I only see them once. So, uh, well, let's hold on to that more, thought right there. And we're going to come back right after the break. And we're going to get into some of the UFO experiences and what some of the people have gone to you to try and remember. And we're going to try and get some information about what kind of ETs are out there. So everybody stand by. This is Eddie Hill with Paranormal Analytical, your host. And I will be back with Renee Rodriguez. And we have a phenomenal show for you tonight. So don't go away. It's going to be awesome. We off air. Eyes Network now airs a live simulcast on YouTube. Our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash C forward slash Open Eyes Network, features not just our live content, but other videos as well, and is always active. So now you can tune in in many different ways. Open Eyes Network shows air Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time live. Be sure to visit OpenEyesNetwork.com to find easy-to-use links to get to all of the places that you want to listen to our shows. And don't forget, all of our shows will now be archived as well on YouTube. There is a better radio show, beyond that which is known to the people. It is a radio show more informative than others, and as timeless as infinity. It is the equilibrium between light and dark, between the sheeple and the paranormal, and it is heard at the base of man's ignorance and at the summit of his knowledge. This is the radio show of imagination, a show we call The Secret Teachings.
Open Eyes is dedicated to finding the truth in all matters. We are not afraid to be politically incorrect or to ask questions. Whether it is the paranormal, government cover-ups, the dark agenda that the puppet masters have in store for us, or aliens and UFOs, nothing remains hidden. Listen to Open Eyes, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, starting at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on LateNightInTheMidlands.com or OpenEyesNetwork.com. Open hearts, open minds, open eyes. Ben Franklin said, If you do the same thing tomorrow as you did today, you're going to get the same tomorrow as you got today. Changing the world starts with you, and changing you starts with changing the way you think. Late Night in the Midlands can help. Listen to all of our shows at latenightinthemidlands.com because things really do need to change.
And we are back, everybody. We have our special guest, Robert Emerson, speaking about past life regression and hypnosis, along with alien type encounters and how he's helped people remember their experiences after an abduction. I have my host, co-host over here. We have uh, Rene Rodriguez and we have uh, Dylan Holliday, who is with us as well, who is also my second co-host and he is out looking to try and start doing this kind of work more regularly. So we're giving him a little bit of experience out here with us tonight. So Dylan, don't forget, get on there, ask some questions, do your thing, brother, because this is your chance to get out there and shine on radio. Now, uh, Robert, we were talking earlier about some of the past life regression therapy that you've done with people and how you've been able to help them. But let's get into the UFO aspect of things and how that brought you in and, and got you involved in all of this type of uh, hypnotic therapy and, and, you know, helping people to remember their uh, their experiences when they've had that loss of time. Yeah, the uh, well, the hypnosis, I, I got interested in that when I was regressed into a previous life myself. And then, of course, when I learned hypnosis, that now you're dealing with people who have had a myriad of different uh, experiences um, and that they need to remember uh, and deal with from a simple thing, and then I'll get on to the UFOs. One woman came to me, and uh, her subconscious mind had me take her back to when she was five years old. And she was having a fight with her little girlfriend, and she told her little girlfriend, I wish you were dead. Well, the next day, her little girlfriend got killed in a car accident. So this woman grew up buried in her subconscious mind that she was the cause of this little girl dying. So by taking her back to that and her seeing it as an adult, she realized, you know, in a way she could remember now that she didn't have anything to do with that. So in some way that released some guilt that she was carrying, survivor guilt or whatever. So I ran into a myriad of stuff and then along comes UFOs. Now I'd already had a lot of experience with those where I grew up, you know, in, in the 60s because everybody in the neighborhood was seeing them and it wasn't. It wasn't like, uh, I mean, nobody even talked about it. So people would come to me, and because of it, in my abduction, I lost about an hour and a half of time after I'd been stopped. Um, the next thing I knew, it was like an hour and a half later. So whenever anybody would come to me, because they wouldn't know why they lost this time, and generally they wouldn't come to me for maybe a year or so later, because they're kind of afraid of what happened. So they come to me with missing time. I know what it is. They don't. I'm not going to tell them because I don't want to lead them into anything. I just put them under, talk to the subconscious minds, ask the subconscious to take us back to when this happened. And sure enough, you know, they'd be driving down the road or something. I had two women that were coming from some kind of a convention and they were driving down Route 128, which is a highway around Boston. And they lost about an hour and a half of time because after this convention, they do uh, an hour or so of driving and they stop at a muffin place and it was closed. And uh, they hadn't realized that that much time had passed. But actually what happened was while they were 
driving there, one of the women in the front seat turned around and there was one an alien sitting in the back seat of the car and she screamed. So this thing now, just kind of appeared to her? Just It just showed up in her car? It was just sitting in her car. I don't know how they get there. You know what I mean? So... Yeah, she she she. They're talking. She turns around and there's this being from beyond sitting in her back seat of her car. So I I worked with both women separately. Not you know because I wanted to see. I know they are missing time, so I know something went down, and so I did the other woman without the other woman telling her a thing and the same thing happened they were driving down the highway she said my girlfriend next to me turned around and started screaming i turned around and there's this being in the back of the car next thing they know they're they're pulled over the next thing they know they they're inside some kind of enclosure and uh they were i guess doing some medical stuff to them you know and um I never worked with anybody that afterwards was suffering in any physical pain. Um, but sometimes during the experience, it's kind of scary for them. And what was interesting was there was always kind of a block. See, the reason they couldn't remember was there was a like a block put there so they wouldn't remember. And I found a very easy way to get around those blocks. Uh, it was just don't deal with it at all. So if I were to say to you, what are you doing now? You might say, well, I don't know. I'm at this block. Then I say, well, what are you doing three three seconds from now? See, now you're on the other side of the block. We didn't even deal with it. It's three seconds later. What are you doing? It's, you know, five seconds later. What are you doing? So basically what you're doing is you're you're moving them beyond that 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 blockage that they have that was put there and back into a realm or an area that they can actually remember before the block was actually placed. Yeah. So you don't even deal with it. You don't deal with it. You know, that's what I could, because in the beginning I'd run into it and one I'd I'd run into this little thing I couldn't get past. And then I figured it out. You know, I figured, well, let's not deal with it at all. Let's just go one minute later. What are you doing? Is there a common theme to these abductions? Are they the same species or, or the same craft? or? No. All the, uh, I can tell you this, though, which is an interesting thing, because from talking to different, um, I, I, uh, I don't know if you've heard of LinkedIn, but it's a, 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 a huge global networking thing that you can join. And I've talked to physicists and scientists all over the world. And... An airplane is shaped the way it is for a reason. You know, it's got wings, right? Mm-hmm. And it's got the length of the body of the plane. Well, their, their vessels are shaped that, that shape for a reason. <laughs> you know, it's not just because it's comfortable or something. You know, generally from what I have learned is they've, le- they've learned how to harness gravity. I mean, we... we uh, use all kinds of powerful engines to fight it, to lift something off the planet. But you can imagine if you could find some way of reversing it. So the the same force that pulled you down pushed you out. And what these guys have been telling me is gravity is faster than the speed of light. And 
it explained to me how how they go such great distances. How can they do that? And and they seem to have no problem at all because I'll tell you they've been visiting this planet for a long time and a lot of people have seen them. It's a subject most people don't talk about. And so unless you bring it up at a table at lunch or something, they'll never say a word. And and I was at my sister's house and I was talking to her and uh, she's starting the channel now. But anyways, uh, her husband, I started talking about UFOs and he said to me, he says, you know, I saw one once. And I know a lot of people say, you know, it could have been this, it could have been a helicopter, but these things are just sitting there. It's quiet. They don't make a sound because they're using gravity, see? So it's, I don't know if, you, if anybody's ever scuba dived. One of the things you learn in scuba diving is to balance yourself underwater so you don't go up or down. You stay in one position. So this is something that you can adjust. That's your BC or buoyancy compensator. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've scuba dived down in Florida on the Spanish sunken galleons with metal detectors. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of fun. But, um, you know, but that's something else. But um, um, I think they basically look at this planet as one where we're dealing with emotions the souls that enter enter in here it's very emotional down here and the emotions are really only on the conscious level and uh it's been that way i think ever since the probably back in time i mean even atlantis they got out of control with themselves trying to control everything I, I think what sank atlantis was they were trying to control the weather and you don't want to screw with mother nature you know you know now here's the thing that that gets me it's that in and this goes to even dealing with uh, paranormal and ghost hunting and that kind of a thing why hasn't anybody picked up the spirit of say a neanderthal or some sort of you know prehistoric type human you know, from that era. And why haven't we been able to regress back to that point? Or is it because it wasn't until after that when humans became human such as we are today, is that what gave us our conscious spirit that we have that well, is set to live on? I, a guy that I talked to said that they have found bones from like Neanderthals and extracted the dna from it and the dna in them really isn't that much different from the dna in us so there's not a whole lot of evolution that's gone on and if in talking with this individual man just kind of showed up here you know it isn't like he went from 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 a monkey and evolved he just kind of, this Neanderthal walking on two feet just appeared. It just showed up. It just happened. It wasn't a long period before that. Now, I could regress someone back if they had a lifetime as one. I mean, if it's in their record. Um, um, 
but generally, generally, like I told you, when I when I work with someone, I'll ask the subconscious mind to take them to a lifetime that that has affected the one they're in now. So I don't pick the lifetime. I, I you know that that that's done by their own mind, um, because I'm trying to benefit them. I'm not doing it to benefit myself. Um, but I suppose I could direct the subconscious to take them back to their earliest lifetime and would certainly find them as uh, hunter-gatherers for sure. You know, now, uh, Linda Moulton Howe put out a video not long ago stating that according to some of the transcripts from some captured aliens that they had, some ETs, uh, extraterrestrial biological beings, that they actually told her that there is only... X amount of souls that are allowed to be on earth and these souls are recycled after death. So it's like something that is a continuous cycle of souls here on earth. Uh, do you think or find that that could be a possibility? Um, well, I don't know how many, I mean, if, if you look at the amount of people that are here now and how, how much fewer that number was in the past, I think we have to look at the universe, not just the planet. I mean, we are one with the universe. This is not the only planet we've been on. From the point of view, there are no laws. There are no rules and regulations. You know, there, there aren't uh, square, square pegs and square holes. The, you know, we're not pigeonholing anything. Um, so I certainly wouldn't know the answer to that question. And um, if it were true, then, then it would be true. I, I can only tell you from my own personal experience um, what I know. You know and, and I certainly wouldn't try to venture beyond that. Right, um, exactly. And, and, I'd have to see, and anything know, that to we see ask. the transcripts. Yeah, anything that we ask is going to be dealing with personal experience on your end. And I know that as far as some of these questions goes, there's there's no way you can, you know, answer with absolute. But at the same time, you've got more in-depth experience into this uh, past life type thing that each one of us goes through. Or, you know, as far as even that goes, as far as future lives that we might go yeah. through. Than, than we do you know so just basing any information that you're talking to us about on your own experience what is it that you want to answer no no i was just i was just kind of like re-clarifying you know about, oh yeah, yeah 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 because i don't i see see i don't know i mean there's, there's always something to learn there's always something to learn so i'm open to anything um so I don't, I mean, I've, I've heard a lot of crazy stuff out there with these different people that, that I've been talking to. Um, um, this one woman who's very, very successful, she's an author, she's a public speaker, she owns, she's a CEO of a company from uh, the West Coast. And she was telling me that when her, her father used to meet with aliens on a regular basis, and that when she got to be about five or six years old, they would take her and they would tell her about her life, what was going to happen. 
And um, this is a very smart PhD woman. She's, you know, this is not a stupid person. And before she opened up to me, she talked to me about the necessity, because she's a public person, of uh, confidentiality. You know, that the stuff she was going to tell me, you know, she didn't want out. Because I, like, for instance, you never heard me mention person's name tonight. I won't do it. Uh, because I owe them that confidentiality but i'll tell you about experiences so they were picking her up for a while and uh, she said the first person that that should meet when she came back was her father now i believe her she's not a cuckoo woman and 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 she told me they they told her what was going to happen in her life and they did um that's just a case when you know one situation um I don't know why. Why in this little town full of cows was there so much UFO activity? I have no idea. The, the, certainly, the, the, there's no military target there. Um, in Salem, not far from there, I think in the city hall, they have a picture of the Salem power plant and three of them hovering over it. And it's an old photograph. You know, it's an old photo, and it's hanging up in the city hall. Um, so I just know that a lot of people have seen them. And it's kind of interesting because when you see one, it strikes you. It's, I mean, it's not, you're not using your, your, your in a sense, your analytical mind. You're, it's how you feel. You feel something. It's it's a, it's kind of almost in, uh, indescribable, but it's something that you feel. Uh, it, it it's so in a sense out of this world that you're, it's like, kind of like a awakening. It's kind of like getting slapped in the face, like wow, look at this! It's right here. Yeah. It's something you never thought you would see. Yeah, it it's just it's kind of, it's mind blowing, but um, and and a lot of people. Um, a lot of people that are in the professional world are tenured physicists or scientists at some of our biggest universities, and they, you know, they may have had experiences, they may have knowledge, they may have even worked on some projects with the government. They're not going to say anything and jeopardize their reputations. Um, I've talked to astronauts. They won't say a word. Not a word. And I know they know. I mean, if you think the Hubble's been out there taking pictures all these years and it didn't take any pictures of something buzzing by or something coming up to it to take a look. Um, but I can understand this from a religious point of view. Man supposedly was created in God's image. So if something shows up that's not in God's image, that's really going to screw things up. You know? I mean, the stock market goes up and down uh, if, if uh, uh, somebody burps. You can imagine if all of a sudden there was full disclosure, and that's the word they use, is disclosure, of what the governments in the world actually do know. Because generally when, when one is down or anything like that, the military steps in pretty quickly. 
Well, with all the experiences that you've that you've had, with all the other uh, all the witnesses you've talked to, what is the agenda of all these uh, abductions? What, what's the alien ab- uh, agenda? Why are they take? Sure I'm not sure that there's an agenda. Um, I think at one time you were them, and they were here, and now they're there, and you're here. So. Oh, we're switching you're roles. Connected. You're connected. Yeah. They, they, see, we're one with the universe. They, there isn't necessarily an agenda. Um, um, I mean, for, I mean, a lot of stupid things have happened, like the crop circle thing. You know, they proved that was done by people, and I mean, they wouldn't waste their time doing anything like that. And they certainly didn't build the pyramids. I've been in Egypt, and I've seen how they were built. Some of them uh, have been left, and there's still the the, the uh, little road that they built around the thing where they used to drag stuff up it. And uh, so, uh, I think when you have an intelligent species, as we've become, we're becoming aware that we have to take care of this planet. The old way of thinking was out of sight, out of mind. And we just bury rubbish and garbage, and we take nuclear waste, put it in 50-gallon uh, barrels, and dump them out in the ocean. Now, there's thousands and thousands of those things. The barrels are so thin, they can't even move them. And who knows what that's going to cause. And so, they, they, they tend to, to watch us evolve without getting involved. We don't fill in swamps anymore. We don't, we leave it alone. We don't get involved. Um, people think they're gonna land in Washington or something. I, I don't think that'll ever happen. But they're around. I mean, you know, they're in contact. I mean, there's, I've talked to a lot of people just out having dinner, you know, I'll be talking to a waitress, you know, I'll mention UFOs, she'll say, gee, you know, my my father saw one, he's all excited about it, and he saw one years ago, and still talks about it, and so a lot of people have seen them, um, I don't think they're here, I mean, if they wanted to take over this planet, they'd have no trouble at all doing that, I mean, geez, we, our F-35s or F-17s or whatever plane was chasing them, I mean, the Air Force has been chasing them all over the place. They can't catch them. You know, you um, were talking earlier about uh, full disclosure. I I think full disclosure has already occurred. It's here. In other words, everybody, I think, for the most part, and, and, I, and I, when I mean everybody, I mean a good majority of people, I feel, believe that UFOs or extraterrestrial beings of some sort are here or have been here or uh, we are a part of. I think what people are waiting for right now is the government stamp of approval. Well, saying, that's full disclosure. Right. That, yes, that is what here. it is. Here's it's the when they say, we have a crash vessel. Here's the photographs of it. Here's the remains of what we found, the beings that were killed in it. When they, when they finally disclose photographs that Hubble took, um, I mean, there's, 
but I can understand, you know, where they're afraid, you know, because people might panic, panic. But most people, I would say, you know, I hate to pick a number, but I would certainly say it's over 50 and under 100. But uh, and on the higher end of over 50, they believe in the higher intelligence. They believe that they've, they've been here. Most people you talk to don't don't say, no, no, that's all rubbish. Although sometimes you do meet people like that, but they have a right to their opinion. Um, um, I've been told uh, from these scientists that I've talked to that full disclosure is not so far away because we are technically getting there where we're going to be able to stop using rockets and stuff and we're going to start harnessing different types of energy like gravity. And, you know, we're, we're getting closer to them and their abilities. So if you think of it, in just the last hundred years, I mean, if we go back to 1920, um, people were just getting away from horses and wagons. You know, well, and, and gee, in a hundred years, it's nothing in time. You know, let's so look at some of the information that Dr. Stephen Greer has pulled up. And he's even stated that these devices that you could literally purchase for your house, you know, that are the size of a small, you know, footlocker, basically, can power your whole home with no problems. There'd be no more electrical bills. There'd be no more nothing. He says these things exist. He's seen, he's seen them. But this type of technology along with, you know, some of these other vehicles that uh, have been invented that use water for fuel, have, you know, different types of power sources for fuel, you know, where we don't have to use uh, crude oil or anything like that. There's no pollution. All these things have been pulled away from the public. They've been, you know, people have applied for patents, you know, next thing you know, you've got people over there threatening them and their family saying this cannot yeah. go forward. You know, we're going to take it and they go in and forcefully take these things, you know, without any paperwork whatsoever to give to you saying, hey, we took it. It's just gone. And and it's being done for the, you know, the giants of society to be able to keep that control and keep the wealthy wealthy and keep people depending on crude oil and you know yeah. basically filling up your vehicles with gasoline we're well beyond the point of crude oil we're well beyond the point of needing gasoline we're well beyond the point of having to have wires come into our homes and you know to power our electronics and all this kind of stuff the problem is not that we don't have the technology the problem is that the technology is not being released to the general public in order for us to be able to advance and continue forward and move forward as a society in a cleaner earth. And yeah, I've heard that argument. I, I've heard that argument, and I've heard it from some, some pretty smart people. So uh, I would say that certainly the oil industry globally is, is pretty powerful. And uh, people would be pretty upset if they if – the government finally admitted, oh, yeah, there's another type of energy that you can use that doesn't cost anything and goes on forever. You know, a perpetual motion machine, for instance, that doesn't use anything and just keeps going. Well, we're going to take um, a short break real quick, Robert, and we'll be back here shortly. We have to take a commercial break, everybody. Don't go away. We have Robert Emerson talking about hypno hypnosis and also past life regression and also regression into lost time where people have been abducted stay tuned everybody don't go away we'll be right back
the rising rate of autism is not just concerning, it's a disaster. No matter what the cause of it is, it is something that everyone should be acutely aware of and actively helping out those in the community that have it. That is why Adventures in Autism was created. Adventures in Autism is a show inspired by our life with our son Seth and the many experiences his autism has brought to our lives. Each episode, we bring you the topic of the week, news about autism, and resources to help you and your family or friends out in their own adventures with autism. Tune in Mondays at noon and midnight on lnmradionetwork.com or openeyesnetwork.com and get involved in the community. Let our experiences be an inspiration to you. Attention LNM Radio Network listeners. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi available, you can still listen to every minute of the LNM Radio Network by calling 605-562-4203? No smartphone app or internet needed. Saves your data plan and no extra cost if you have unlimited minutes. Call 605-562-4203 to listen to the LNM Radio Network on any phone, anytime, anywhere. There are days that the red pill is bitter in my stomach, but I can't get it back out. I think because I have to. I speak because I have no choice. I walk through this dark age we're in with open eyes. Listen to Open Eyes on LateNightInTheMidlands.com And together, maybe we won't stumble and fall. The Late Night in the Midlands Radio Network is deeply devoted to you, the listener. We feel it is necessary to bring you all of the information that you can use in your life. Each and every day, you will find something to listen to here. And whether you come away from the shows informed, inspired, or entertained, it is our passion. We don't bow to corporations, and we don't have handlers to tell us what not to talk about. We bring you everything. Late Night in the Midlands, however, is fully listener-supported. We need your help to stay on the air and to make sure that we get the bills paid. We need your help to keep the truth alive. If you feel that you have gotten anything out of Late Night in the Midlands, we would appreciate your support. You can become a subscriber and help us out on a monthly basis, or if you'd like, a one-time donation is fully appreciated as well. Every year, the average household in America spends over $3,000 on entertainment alone. If you could help us with just a tiny fraction of that amount, you would make all of the difference. Go to LateNightInTheMidlands.com and click on the subscribe button. Thank you, and as always, keep yourself informed.
back everybody it is a pleasure to have all of you all with us tonight we have a great show that we had lined up for you want to welcome back robert emerson our special guest who is a hypnotist and we'll be talking more about past life regression i also like to welcome back my co-host renee rodriguez and also our special co-host dylan holiday so thank you everybody for being with us tonight and we are continuing on we're talking about ufos and hypnotic regression into uh missing time and that kind of a thing so continue robert talking to us about some of these cases you've had tell me some of the strange cases that people have uh come back and talked to you about as far as the missing time and uh these alien abductions that they've had all right well i I, uh oh yeah real quick something's going on in antarctica the russians are up there we're up there they Mm. claim it's oil um Oil means that Antarctica used to be rainforest, and as global warming is happening, I think that ice is going to melt, and we're going to find something there. But There's, uh, there's been a lot of activity in Antarctica. 
Yeah, there's something going on up there, guys. Something's going on. I, well, supposedly know. they're 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 taking a bunch of artifacts out of uh, of lost cities and pyramids out there. Yeah, and they're ransacking the place. That's yeah, well, at least yeah. that's the rumors. I've heard, yeah, I've, I've heard all kinds of stories, um, but something's going on. That's all I can tell you. Something is going on up there. But yeah, I'll give you an example. I I, I had a friend of mine. Um, his daughter was uh, visiting a friend of hers, and she it was a 15-minute drive, and she was in the 10th grade, and my friend didn't want her driving at night. So she left her girlfriend's house, and she drove from this one town to where she lived, 15 minutes. But, but when she got home, it was dark. And uh, my friend was mad at her for driving so late because she didn't understand what the heck happened. So she called up her girlfriend's house and her girlfriend's mother told her she went to bed like an hour and a half ago. So now she's really messed up because to her, she just drove 15 minutes. So that took uh, a couple of years before she came to me. Um, and, you know, I knew, you know, missing time. And uh, so we went back to the experience and, that, that was an interesting one because um, they, she was stopped and they were talking to her and most of what came out of it was that it wasn't really time uh, for her. And the effect that it had on her was she couldn't believe her own eyes. She couldn't believe what she was seeing. Now, if you can't believe your own eyes, then what can you believe? And at that time, in the 10th grade, she became more introverted. She was extroverted more before that, and she became more introverted after that. So, these experiences, I mean, I, I guess different people take them different ways. And... Um, I think there's a strong possibility that they're going to find that their aliens actually lived on this planet, colonized it, that at some point in time that that's going to be released. Now you just like a- just like we are, we're trying to colonize. We're thinking about colonizing Mars. You know, you know, no different, really. You know, very same. You brought up earlier um, one of your clients who the ETs kind of befriended. Um, have you ever had someone on the opposite end that came in and like was physically assaulted or, or like uh, threatened by the no. extraterrestrials? You've never no, had. I, no, no, that's I've never had a bad experience with anything that I've done. Um, really, nothing. Uh, I've heard I've heard stories of things. I mean, I've heard stories that there are certain species of aliens that come here that aren't quite as friendly as they could be, but but. Uh, that's outside my realm of experience. So I don't know. Could it exist? Yeah, it could. I mean, anything, you have to be open-minded to everything. But one thing I do know, if they want, if they wanted this planet, they could just take it. I mean, there would be, we, we couldn't stop this. I mean, what, what, what could the uh, Aztecs, how could they have stopped the Spanish? I mean, they, they couldn't do it. So uh, I don't think that's their goal. Um, you know, and, and people talk about uh, whether 
these ETs would come down and take over the earth. And, and I've said it before, but you know, it's there. I, I don't see an actual battle taking place if they really wanted this rock. You know, oh, yeah, they just take it. <laughs> yeah, just take it. There's no battle to it, it, you know. You, you you drop a virus down, you know, it takes over, everybody's toast, and you send in the cleanup crew, and, and voila, you know. Because yeah. you're talking about, you know, uh, a race of beings that are far more advanced, and you know, than, oh. than, than we are, you know, by far. So They wouldn't even have to drop a virus. They could just control our minds. You know, just like I do hypnosis. Yeah, they they could just put a whole city under. Yeah, I mean, I can hypnotize I can hypnotize a thousand people just as easy as I can do one. And these guys are way beyond my capacities. I mean, well, they they are light years ahead of me. Let, let me ask you this: What is it about a person that allows you to hypnotize them versus some people that say are harder to hypnotize or you can't hypnotize? Um. Generally, I I would say that it's you know it's really hard to say because you can't pick them out. You can't a person but that that are there are that, there certain traits or you know is there well, well there's certain things that you look for. Um, um, for instance. Uh, um, if they close their eyes, their their eyelids will will vibrate a little bit. Um, it's just it's just a sign, you know that 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 lets me know that this person will probably have no problem being hypnotized, even though they themselves believe that they can't. So I mean I mean stage these guys that do stage hypnosis they pick out all their people by certain little signs, so they. So when they get these people on stage, they all go under and uh, um, do have them dancing around and doing whatever it is that they choose. I've just chosen, you know, to use it to help people as much as, much as I can. But um, um, it's really an amazing phenomenon that it, it can be done at all. It's really amazing. And, and I know that the, uh, the aliens uh, um, certainly have have that capacity to to uh, um, telepathically enter right into our subconscious and the subconscious accepts whatever is put in it it's just like a computer i mean you put it in spits it out you know that's why you know when you have a really good subject um it's very easy to get them off of cigarettes or lose weight or Whatever it is that they're trying to change, I mean, without does, having without having withdrawals, doesn't a person still have control while under hypnosis? Don't they? No. Do, they do. Let not. me explain that to you, okay? Because that's a common belief system, and I'll tell you why. People, I've been told by other people that, that people will not do something they wouldn't normally do. Okay. Supposing I tell someone that. I'm going to click my fingers, and there's a pile of rope over in the corner of the room. I want you to go pick it up. So they open their eyes. They see the rope, and they go pick it up. But it's not a rope. It's a cobra snake. But they're going to see rope. So it's just basically the power of suggestion. Absolutely. 
Yeah, yeah. The subconscious is very open to that. And they, believe me, the advertising companies, they know it. They know it. You know They've been working that. on that. So, you know, for me, it's always been to use this capacity to help people. You know, to, to you know, re, to, as I'd mentioned before, you know, you never look down at someone unless you're reaching down to pull them up. And uh, so I've always tried to, even with the previous life regressions, I try to, when they go into previous life, I, while they're there, I'll ask them, what lesson did you learn in that lifetime that will help you in your present one? And the subconscious mind will know and feed it to me. And when I take them out of the experience, I make sure they remember everything, every detail, every emotion, every feeling, every thought, because I want them to get the most out of it that, that they can. Um, but the whole phenomenon of, of hypnosis is, is, is wild, but it works. It can be done. So the and, uh, 1960s seemed to be like the golden age of, of extraterrestrial. And um, I wanted to run this by you because you said that there's different uh, species of, of yeah. extraterrestrials. Okay, So I don't know if you guys have ever seen the movie The Fourth Kind, but it's actually super applicable to like you because it, it's about a, a hypnotist, a therapist who has these clients who are, uh, claim there are owl-faced aliens like standing outside of their windows uh, Mila um, communicating with them telepathically. Yeah. And well, it drove well, these people crazy. Um, do you think that that's like a, a possibility this could have actually happened? It, it, the, the time frame's like the 1960s and 1980s. They claimed it happened for like 30 years straight. Yeah, well, anything is possible, but <laughs> I haven't had, I have never had that experience. Um, but anything is Anything is possible. Um, um, I've just never had that experience. You know, I never had that type of thing, uh, you know, where they uh, were kind of radically. I mean, generally, they're, they're <laughs> generally, you know, the guys with the little ears and the yeah. little mouth and, and the big head, you know. And uh, uh, most of the ones that I came across were generally like that. But I know there are different types that come here. I mean, it, it's a big universe. I mean, God, they come here from all over the place. And, and they go other places, too. It's not just here. So it, I've heard a lot of stories from a lot of credible people. And um, it's, it's, it's believable. But then you don't want to be too believable. You don't want to be, you know, just believe everything that people tell you. But, you know, I've had some, you know, some very, you know, people that uh, this, this one guy met makes movies for the government. And he makes films on different programs that they're doing. And, and he makes films with other governments. And they're, they're like little documentaries but generally just for government use only. And, uh, you know, according to him, you know, this guy was telling me, uh, you know, they, that we have a vessel that crashed and we've been reverse engineering it 
in one of our big uh, uh, military industrial uh, complex companies is working on it. So you can bet that'll be going into military. But I, you know, I like to, I like to personally experience things. And, and I know it may limit my scope of everything, but at least I know what I'm talking about <laughs> when it's something I've experienced, you know. And, and uh, is it possible? Yeah, it is. I mean, is it possible that one could have crashed and, and or two could have crashed? Yeah, I mean, something could have went wrong. Things do go wrong. And, and certainly when these things happen, um, the government's right there. I mean, you know, they're, they're right on it. And, uh, you know, Area 51, supposedly, they had one. According to this guy, they did, you know. And that, that the, the government was screwing it up, and they ended up ha- handing it over to a big, big, big company. And uh, so, and, and like you were saying earlier, you know, there are certain technologies that uh, I think we have. But, you know, the oil lobby is a big one. You know, it's massive. It's global. Um, although what's interesting is the Arab, the Arab countries now are building cities that they won't allow anything but electric cars. They're getting away from the oil because they know it's going to have its day. Yeah, it's going to have its day. But at the same time, I mean, they know, you know, everybody and their grandmother, especially the United States, is always going to be looking for oil always going to be looking to make you know gasoline you know it's going to be i would venture to say that not in our lifetime it won't be in our lifetime when the united states actually makes that switch yeah 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 i yeah nothing's going to happen that fast but it's going to happen i mean if you follow the arabs lead right now what they're doing even saudi arabia the guy that's that crown prince that's causing all the trouble over there I think he was on 60 Minutes. He's talking about investing money in companies that are that are emerging globally and getting the return from that investment, not needing the return from the oil. I mean, they can see the day where, where you know, oil is going to become, fossil fuels are going to become something that used to be. Yeah, pretty know? much obsolete. But, yeah, not not right away. I mean, you know, certainly uh, I doubt in our lifetime, but you can see it happening with the hybrid cars, uh, with Tesla. Um, um, they just, you know, when they get to the point that that they can make a car that can go 500 miles with on one charge, um, you're going to see a lot of cars, a lot of electric cars around. As it is now. You can drive a Tesla across the country um, because it, it, it actually shows on its screen where the charging stations are that you can get to. Um, of course, they're not everywhere right now, but eventually they will be. But, um, I mean, 100 years from now, who knows what is going to be going on? Who knows what? I mean, well, it, I mean hopefully uh, we don't, we're here and we don't. We don't, uh, you know, make a change on this planet so bad. I mean, so so tell me what I, what do some of these people see when you take them back on that missing time? Do have, have they ever described these ETs to you? 
Yeah, yeah. They've they've described them, you know, pretty much what 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 you would expect them to be. You know, uh, um, some some of them are taller, some of them are shorter. Um, generally, um, you know, there's no fat ones. You know, they're all thin. You know, <laughs> you know, and. Uh, um, uh, most of what I did was was try to figure out what happened to them and what effect it had on them um, because I had already had so much experience just in my little hometown there was so much going on there it, it, it's kind of been like a part of my life and um, not that surprising to me you know um, well- uh, when we get Again, back, we're going to go into that, but we got to take our final break for the night. This one's going to be a short one. Just going to be a quick commercial break. There will not be any music played because I want to get back to this as quickly as possible. So everybody hang tight. We're going to just uh, get this thing started here for you, and we'll be right back. that the red pill is bitter in my stomach, but I can't get it back out. I think because I have to. I speak because I have no choice. I walk through this dark age we're in with open eyes. Listen to Open Eyes on LateNightInTheMidlands.com And together, maybe we won't stumble and fall. The LNM Radio Network offers a chat room for you, the listener, to connect with others who are interested in the topics and guests that the LNM Radio Network brings to you. During the live shows, the hosts will even visit the chat room and chat with you, the listener. Click on the big red chat and listen button at the top of the website and join us. No subscription is needed at either lnmradionetwork.com or latenightinthemidlands.com. Why subscribe to Late Night in the Midlands, you ask? Well, I'll tell you why. Late Night in the Midlands covers everything, and through the thousands of expert guests who have joined Michael Vera on his show, come pieces of the big puzzle, which started many years ago. Michael and his guests reveal information dating back to the beginning of time. To this very moment, Michael Vera not only brings you the best guests with the best information, but Michael is not afraid to call out those who are less than honest. You see, in this day and age, we need a radio show we can count on and a radio host we can trust to expose the truth one show at a time. So become a late-nighter and subscribe now. Talk radio like no other. Late Night in the Midlands, bringing the truth back to talk radio. 
Do you need toner for your Epson, Hewlett-Packard, Canon, Brother, Apple, or Sharp printers? Look no further than Laser Technologies. In business for over 20 years, they offer the lowest prices on toner on the web. They can also repair your laser printers and toners fast and easy. Call their expert staff today at 561-792-9600 or email us at service at laser-technologies.com. For all your toner needs, all toner is shipped nationwide. Why wait? Get the lowest prices on toner. Call or email us today. There is a better radio show beyond that which is known to the people. It is a radio show more informative than others and as timeless as infinity. It is the equilibrium between light and dark, between the sheeple and the paranormal, and it is heard at the base of man's ignorance and at the summit of his knowledge. This is the radio show of imagination, a show we call The Secret Teachings. back everybody welcome back to the show we have a phenomenal guest with us tonight one who deals in hypnosis his name is robert emerson and he's been dealing with this for over 40 years and he's been doing past life regression and also hypnosis on people who have had a loss of time he's got all kinds of stories that he's been sharing with us already during the show so I've got Renee Rodriguez over here, which is my co-host, and I have uh, Dylan Holiday, who is our special co-host for the night. Now, Robert, uh, you were getting into telling us what some of these alien beings look like from some of these uh, hypnotic regressions back during that missing time where people have been abducted. Uh, you want to continue on with that and let us know a little bit more about what some of these beings look like and how many species possibly you've been able to identify what i did uh to be honest with you i i really didn't care what they looked like i i, I was more interested in in what was going on um what was happening to this person that came to me uh how i could help them navigate through it once they realized what happened um, from, from people that I've talked to and that I know, they say there could be 10, 12 different species that come here. I don't think anybody could really, really put a finger on that because there's just, I mean, so many people have seen, have had experiences with them. Um, um, most of the ones where, where I became, where I took the time to ask the person, what do they look like? Generally, they were all kind of, you know, like I said, different sizes. Um, um, the typical ET that you would even see in, in uh, um, uh, close encounters of, of a fourth, uh, third kind, which I took my father to see, and he didn't even tell me he saw one across the street from our house. That's how quiet people were in the 60s and 70s. He didn't even bring it up. 
Um, so it, I was more interested in, in what happened and how I could help them in any way to, to navigate through it. Uh, but, you know, if different organizations have, say there's, they call them greys, they call them Nordic, where they actually look like us. Um, it's very possible. Um, I mean, it's a big universe out there. Um, there's, I mean, the universe itself is teeming with life. Um, we have our, our SETI, which are which is our listening devices, and, and they listen for radio waves. They're not going to hear anything. They don't use radio waves. So I can't help you too much on that because I never really delved that much into the aliens. I delved more into the person I was working with and what their experience was and how I could help them to carry on from that point on um what about the type of experiments that were done to these people i think well they were they they were medical stuff they were uh, testing things on them um people that i worked with that were actually inside these vessels um they didn't know they were inside a vessel they just knew they were in an enclosure from their car now they're in this enclosure so i assumed they're inside the vessel um, yeah, they, they would do different t types of tests on them, but, um, nothing, I mean, I'm not a doctor and I, and I really wouldn't, didn't understand what it, what it was they were doing. But to me, it was the same thing we do with when we dart an animal and we take their blood and we look at their teeth and we do this and we do that. Um, and, and then there's a lot of people that, that it, it wasn't that at all. I mean, it was like that woman I told you about when she was a little kid. They were just taking her on board and telling her about her life. And um, So I, I guess there's, there's a lot of different reasons that they do what they do. Um, I, I, mean, I, I mean, people, people tell me, you know, there's a lot of people that go missing every year. And, you know, are they taking them off the planet and going somewhere? I don't know because that's outside my, my, my experience, you know. Um, I never worked with someone where somebody they were with, they actually saw I get taken away and they're gone and they, and they never came back. Um, During the past life regressions, do, you, do they ever run into these aliens? Like if you go back no, a couple of lifetimes? No, no, no never. Never. So this is just a current phenomenon. No, it's been going on forever. But 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 see, most people have a block. There's a mental. There's a block, um, so they don't remember it. And usually, the past life regressions. I I dealt strictly with that lifetime. Um, nobody was seeing. I I never had a past life regression, and I've done a lot of them where an alien vessel <laughs> flew by. I mean, it, it would be interesting for that to happen, but it just never came up. But did they visit us back, you know, a thousand years ago? Yeah, 2,000 years ago, sure, they were here. Um, I mean, they're, I think it's very possible they colonized this planet at one point. 
I'm not saying it was a big colony, but they just like we're trying to do now. I mean, you know, they're not really that much different than us, you know. I mean, we're trying to colonize, you know, the idea of colonizing Mars or colonizing someplace else. Um, but they, they're just so far advanced than us. I mean, they, they are thousands of years ahead of us. Um, it's it's way beyond way beyond what what I could possibly try to understand. Um, I think for the most part they're 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 viewing us, watching us. Um, I don't think they would really get that involved with much of what was going on, or they certainly would have stopped nuclear weapons. From, Do you, you know, think that a, we're more or less like uh, guinea pigs, you know, for their own personal gain and experiments, or maybe we are a creation that they did in order to try and advance or create a species that was capable of living on this earth, and it's a continuous effort in DNA modification in order to create a better human, for lack of better terms? Well, you know, it's possible because man just kind of showed up. You know, the you know the one the ones like us that walk on two feet. They just kind of showed up, and this one guy that I was talking to that seemed like he he knew what he was talking about told me that you know they've tested the DNA and there's not that much difference. In fact, he said DNA runs through through the universe. He that's his belief that uh, you know DNA you know life kind of wraps itself around it. And uh, I don't think we're guinea pigs for anything, but I think they probably played a role in some form or another uh, uh, in us just being here. Um, but I don't see it. I don't really see it in any negative way. Um, um, I don't really fully understand all the abductions and, and the reasons why they do it. Uh, it's just the people I've worked with, but I mean this the, this stuff goes on all the time. I mean it's not the occasional thing. I mean it's it's been going on for a long, long time. They've been coming and going from here. Well, what's and, your take on the mummies of Peru? Um, well, from what I've seen of it, um. I'd like to really be there and, you know, touch it and, you know, look at it. And, uh, but certainly, uh, uh, from what I've seen of programs on television, um, it looks like it's, it's a species of, of human being that, that's quite, that's different from the ones that are living there now. Um, but, when Are you talking about the one with the elongated head, correct? No, I'm talking yeah. about the actual mummies that they found that look alien-like, that have three fingers, three toes. I mean, yeah, long yeah. fingers yeah, and yeah. long toes. Yeah, it, yeah. it's... I just... Because of something I've watched on TV... See, I'm very careful not to say things that I haven't experienced because it's, it's only things that I've experienced that I truly know. Um, and when I watch things on TV, um, I'm open-minded. I accept the fact that, yeah, it's very possible. I mean, it's very possible there could have been a colony there. Um, 
would they mummify them? I don't know. Uh, um, I I really don't know. I uh, but but they are finding these things. I mean, um, but, but I I just hate to go beyond from what what I have personally experienced because I mean it's some of the stuff I've heard is really wild. You know, it's really wild stuff. Okay, we just, well, can we get back to the uh, to the hypnosis well, though? What is uh, I know we've been talking about reincarnation. What is one of the biggest lessons that we should learn with all these reincarnations that we're having. Okay, well, well, the purpose of being here is to learn to love. That's what everybody's purpose is. That I know from talking to all these subconscious minds and asking what's the purpose of being here. You know, and 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 the the answer is always the same. So in a sense, it's what goes around comes around. What you plant in your garden is what grows. And the way it's been described to me, it's always self meeting self. So if you had a lifetime that when you were really uh, mistreated, you mistreated a lot of people, then you would have to meet that mistreatment. You'd have to come back and be mistreated. Um, you know, it's just self meeting self. It's it's uh, a process of learning to love. You know, and uh, in the end, really, it's what every, everyone is looking for. Everybody wants acceptance. Everybody wants to be loved. Um, even though we have all these technical advances, and but they've only been around a hundred years. Hey, Robert, we just had a question come in on the chat room from Derek. He wanted me to ask, can you ask the guest if he has ever regressed anyone that was an alien? Oh, no. Not not that I knew was one. No. no. Okay, so none because that you if, know of. If I had somebody that was an alien, or I thought they were an alien, I would have a field day. <laughs> Believe me, <laughs> I'd want to know what planet they were from, how long have they been here, how many of them are there. I mean, you know, my mind would go crazy, you know. Uh, so, uh, no, I I haven't had that experience um, at all. Although I've heard people say that they're here, you know, and some of them look like us, and they're but but I haven't had that experience. But I certainly would have really enjoyed it. I mean, it would have been. Gee, you know what a what an experience that would be, you know. Uh, although I've I've regressed someone into a lifetime when they were an alien, because um, I I believe b- because of that that we've been them and they've been us. In some of their lifetimes, they've been on this planet like us, and in some of our lifetimes, we've been on their planet like them. That you know we're not trapped just to be on earth um, so we're bouncing from planet to planet possibly um, generally you, you, because it takes so many lifetimes to learn these little lessons um, it's like a printing machine that keeps printing out the same mistake it just keeps printing it out printing it out and every lifetime every lifetime every lifetime it just takes you know it takes so many lifetimes for us to learn um, that you, you generally will come back here where those seeds were sown. But 
not necessarily all your lifetimes have been here. Okay, speaking and about uh, past life, uh, we've got about five minutes left before we have to shut down. But in those right. five minutes, let's go ahead and tell us a little bit about that one regression where you were talking to that one lady when she passed away and what it felt like and what she saw and, and all that. I mean, that that was an interesting story. Okay, was this the one where, where I, I took her into a lifetime and I always have people go to when they died and how they died and how has that affected them in their present lifetime. And then I always ask them, how do you feel after your death? And this one woman said she was going down this tunnel. And I, uh, I didn't know what it was. You know, I had no idea. I'd never experienced that. And it, it ended up being the birth canal. So right at her death, she was actually born again into another lifetime that fast. So there's no rules or regulations of how much time between a lifetime it has to be. I've worked with uh, younger kids with their parents there and everything. And their last lifetime, if they're, if they're 10 years old, may, may have been 12 years ago. You know, I mean, it, it, when you start thinking of it in those terms, you know, it's not like you're dealing with an adult. Have you ever dealt with like, anybody that when they passed away, they were kind of stuck for a while? And what no, was it like? No, no, because, see, there's no fear in spirit. When you pass, the fear is simply here on a conscious level. When you pass out of your body, there's no fear. And basically, your subconscious mind becomes your conscious mind. And your subconscious mind knows quite a bit. And um, the conscious mind passes aside. And uh, I'm not saying that that can't happen, but I haven't had the experience with it. Um, because anything can happen. If I've learned anything, anything can happen. So I, I wouldn't want to discount any situation. I just haven't seen it with the people that I've worked with, not even once, you know, not even partial. What about with even, vivid and colored type dreams during this process where they've passed, but they've come back? I mean, what have they talked to you about? Or in past lives where they've actually passed away, you know, what did it seem like to them as far as uh, very liberating, very, very liberating, liberating, like it's, they were. Free. Yeah, it's as if in a sense, see, all your pain emotionally or physically is tied to your physical body or your conscious mind. So when you leave that, all that's gone. You don't. It's like doing a deep meditation. And almost in a sense leaving your body and I have left my body so I know what it's like um, um, I felt good you know the feeling was a good one it wasn't uh, it wasn't negative in, in any way um, but can somebody get trapped I mean you know it's possible I mean um, do, do people haunt houses uh, for some reason uh, I've never seen one, but there's certainly been a lot of evidence that it, it appears that 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 happens. It's just not 
in my experience. So I, uh, you know, I mean, I'm I'm open to it. Um, so people that have left I their bodies and have died, I mean, you've had that one lady that said she was there was that bright light and she was actually going through a birth canal, but yes. No, what about there actually others? wasn't a bright light. It was actually just like a tunnel. It well, wasn't what, a bright light. Well, it was what just a, like a tunnel. What about others that have passed away? I mean, and do, have they described anything to you during their process after they died and what they felt like? And you know, no, say, because I didn't. I didn't take them much further than that. I just wanted them to go through the death process. How did they die? How do you feel afterwards? And the and the answer was always kind of liberated and that's when i'd ask them what 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 did you learn in that whole lifetime that's helped you in your present one so that's the direction that i always pursued i didn't try to pursue where did they go and how long did they go there for although i uh, a girl i lived with uh, um was uh very, very, uh, very easy to hypnotize, and we had guides that talked through her using her vocal cords. And we, I had this guide that was around for a number of years that would come through her and talk to me and help me in my business, you know, and uh, help me make decisions. And and they were always accurate; I could always trust them. And one day, the guide came through and said, "I have to go now. Someone else is going to step in and take my place." And we said, "Well, where are you going?" She said, "I'm going to be." born in Glasgow, Scotland. So, wow. I mean, that was my experience. You know, that's, that's, and this was a guy that was like a friend that had been around for years talking through my girlfriend and helped me a lot in my business. Um, mostly, uh, it, let's say, because, you know, I had like 30, 40 guys and, you know, I had a payroll I had to pay every Friday. And uh, let's say business was slow and I'm a little concerned, you know, <laughs> And so I'd talk, I'd have my girlfriend go under and have the guide come through and take over her vocal cords. And I'd ask, you know, how long is this slow period going to last? And, and this guide would tell me, four months. So then, and she was always, always very, very accurate. So I knew, well, the next four months, I got to watch my expenses, but don't worry. Because in four months, it's going to pick back up again. And like clockwork, four months later, the business would pick up. So it helped me emotionally um, not be so stressful with the ups and downs. I was in business for 30 years, guys. You know, it was a long time. Right. And, uh, you know, I had a 40,000-square-foot building. Uh, you know, I, I had a factory. And uh, uh, so it helped me a lot, you know, utilizing this other dimension and, and the help that's there. I mean, you know, it's in the Bible, it's in all the good books and everything, you know, lie still and uh, lie quiet and let the word of God be known to you. And uh, basically, uh, if pe people learn to meditate, sometimes they, they can get in touch with that. And, and I've taught people how to do it. It's like I told you, just, I have them pick a spot in their mind with, that's wonderful and beautiful and picture somebody there that's going to meet you and ask them if they'll always meet you there. And then after that, you know, if they're in contact with one of their guides, and now they have what I had through my girlfriend, but they can do it themselves. Well, Robert, listen, man, we are out of time, brother. We appreciate you being here. Robert Emerson, everybody, you know, thank you so much for being on the show. It's been great having you here. And I'd like to thank our special co-host today, Dylan Holiday, for being here with us. 
and uh, hope this showed you a little bit about how all this works. And uh, also thank my co-host, my real co-host that's here all the time with me is <laughs> Renee Rodriguez, who today didn't really co-host a whole lot. <laughs> no, I'm like I said, I'm always fascinated by these interviews. I kind of get sucked in. Yeah. <laughs> but listen, man, we appreciate it very much, Robert. Thank you so much for being with us. And uh, we will talk to you sometime soon, buddy. Okay, and I'll send you a link to this, and that way you can uh, check it out later. Okay, thanks a lot. All right, yeah, take care, it buddy. It was nice talking to you all. Really. Nice talking, man. Bye-bye. Night, all.